I think the amazing things of orchestras is that there's so many people sitting in the same place, mm. playing different uh, lines, different notes, and uh, and then you have the whole concert, right? Yeah. Uh, so the the questions should come after it would should be like, how oh, how does it really work? The connection, the human connection, yeah. the yeah, because music is energy. You can feel it. I remember bringing some students. Uh, for the first time, listen to uh, rehearsal classical music, and you see they come in like a little, yeah, teenager like this, and um, and then after ten minutes silence, just look at that, you know, like this is this is so uh, uh, so interesting to witness. Today I'm talking to Shanti Parpellini, a musicologist and stage manager in Switzerland. Shanti, hi. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Oh, thank you. For me too. Is it quite a busy time for you now over the summer with events and music events and so on? Well, um, this summer has been a little bit special because I need to take a break for personal reasons. Okay. But um, yeah, honestly, um, this month of August, for example, has been really uh, quite full Mm. with the improvised request of help and job so i can't complain you know oh that's great yeah every uh, every musician seems to be busy in the summer yes yes of course mm-hmm. there's a lot of interesting and nice events and um i guess i guess every day you could just listen to some good music and, <laughs> yeah. and there's a lot to do yeah yeah shantipa where are you based uh i live in basel okay and um were you born there no, uh, I was born in Bombay, yeah, and, uh, and then I've been adopted in Switzerland. And I grew up in the south part of the country, so I grew up there, and then I moved to Basel for my study, and then I stay here because I fell in love with the city, the place. It's, it's a really nice Wonderful. environment here. Well, I'm also in love with Switzerland, so I can absolutely feel you there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but you talked about your studies. Was that musicology that you studied? Yes, I combine musicology with uh, religion studies. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, honestly, I was working a lot on ancient and medieval music. So um, if it's just right, because um, in religion studies, you do a lot of what is more, uh, how can I say, the, uh, a sociologist um, point of view or what religion does in society or did in society and and if it's just right because uh, a lot of gregorian chants and <laughs> oh, so. wow. yeah so this music and religion have always been connected um with each other yeah i would say that it was a big we analyzed the society of that time you you could you can't like divide both they're really really strongly connected uh for what is really well where uh most of the music of the time were written or a, a song let's say and and um how society was working at the time and so even if you go on reading a lot of texts and from where comes inspiration of course the bible and and even if we go in other um topics not religious connected uh, i mean all the traditions and everything just flew all in one point well it's definitely an interesting point uh, for me mm-hmm. a topic that i really enjoyed to study 
Well, um, what what was what spe specifically made you interested in the ancient music? Um, I think first of all, a teacher. I mean, uh -huh. I need to thank you, Matteo Nanni, because he has been really a mentor through all my uh, study in musicology, and and then it's just um, what I really like. I mean, just listen to the music. The the chart that period like is the melodies. I don't know. Even as a child, always fascinating me. Like say, okay, I like that. You know, without oh, yeah. knowledge, without nothing, just listen to that. And um, having the opportunity to do that at the university, I just said no. Let's go for it. And on the other side, but this came later. Um, I just discovered that I can combine that with my interest into Italian literature. And I'm a big Dante uh, fan, so I, I I could connect a lot of things all together: music, uh, sociology, ethnology, ethic, a lot of things all together. So Amazing. it seemed just to fit right, you know, not just one yeah. passion, but everybody just connected. <laughs> yeah, but how amazing that it all, you know, that that's your interest and that it all came together like that. But and now uh, with your um, work that you do now with other musicians and, and I see on Instagram that you are quite busy, you know, with events and and you do amazing videos on, on Instagram, you know, showing how you handle the instruments and so on. So is this um, uh, is this something that you do full time now? Yes, uh, I've been able to work for the last almost 10 years um, in what I will call more like the logistic of an event that could be classical, could be also modern. I mean, uh, in between orchestra, theaters and bands. Um, but at that time, I mean, not, but at that time I, I was working for fix for some orchestras, like uh, on the contract. And in the last year I decided to go freelance and uh, so yeah that's that's my job my full-time job yeah so you must know instruments very well to be able to understand um how to handle them or how to to get the environment ready for uh, musicians and for orchestras yeah that that was kind of a surprise for me i mean i knew that um, I did my first uh, practica uh, here in Basel with Camera Orchestra Basel. And honestly, I had the idea that, okay, I'm going to learn a lot about what does it mean being on tour and organizing events and concerts. And then um, it comes really on the practical side. And my teacher, just teachers, yeah, he's, he's a good colleague of mine, but I, I like to call him my teacher because, well, it's kind of, mm -hmm. it was kind of my Yoda master because <laughs> he yeah, taught yeah. me a lot and uh, um, he just showed me, yeah, if you, how to handle a cembalo, what you need to care, or you can move that even with the arps and old timpanis where you pay attention of this and that. And, and suddenly you realize, oh, there is a lot of knowledge. There is a lot of things you need to know. It's not just moving uh, something from A to B. And in through the years, I just uh, also invest my free time, you know, to go visit friends or, or a music store. 
and and ask and ask hey how should i do this how can you explain the difference between this and that because there is no such a a, a proper schooling let's say it's, there's a lot of uh learning on your own diy and uh, i think it's really really important in my profession just uh, to know that of course it could become it could come from your passion for your instrument if you play guitar or drum of course you learn how to handle your instrument but mm-hmm. um that there is other things that you don't see every day, as I said, maybe a cymbal or other kind of special instruments, and and you have really the chance to to learn something new and something not usual. That's that's the interesting part. Yeah, I can because I I thought about that uh, when I saw all you know what you're doing, and I thought, well, I never knew, for example, the harp. You know how a harpist have to really think of the logistics of how to get the harp into the concert hall or, you know, yeah. the, if there's only stairs or the, the harp has to get to somewhere. And um, and then I started thinking, well, it's really with many instruments like that. I mean, of course, the violin you just carry in your in, in the, the case, but, you know, for other instruments and pianos and things that it's it really you have to to know your story, to know how to move them and how to get them where they have to be. Yes, definitely. Um, I had the chance to work eight months uh, in a, an agency here in Switzerland that uh, only moves pianos with uh, private clients or uh, even music stores. And um, it was interesting for me to see what I have to think when I'm talking to a client, how he describes me where he wants to have the piano or and um even for them is interesting because and now sometimes tricky because they don't really or you if you're not used to or you didn't really see the other instruments for real uh you don't know oh, okay i would like to have it on my second floor or you know under the roof like yeah. this a well you know the, the weight of the instruments or so sometimes i got my colleagues uh that just just take it in their hands, the instrument, the weight and everything, just go up the stairs. And sometimes when you need really to wait that you maybe renew the house so you can use the crane to to put the instrument into the house. So it's not something simple. And yeah, it's it's fascinating, but as a a lot of underrated, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And um, this is, I noticed this even... um, when I when I have a concert in a new concert hall, sometimes I just call or I just go. If it's not far away, I have the chance to go there. I just go and see where the park place is, where the entrance is, how you reach the stage and everything. Because there's always small surprises. The new concert halls are more like thought for that. But if you go in older buildings, well, you may have some surprises, let's say like this. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine, especially the older buildings. Yeah, but now tell me about your. Uh, so, so you organize these concerts, or you you are the middleman between the musician and the concert house. How does it work in your in your job? Well, um, I would say that I'm kind of the middleman because, mm-hmm. um, well, this is something also that I have to structure to build my profession. Because uh, you can do anything. You just need to focus on something. So long story short, um, my idea is that uh, if somebody, a uh, promoter, 
or somebody who's organizing an event, he can contact me and say, I want to do this and that, but I have no clue about how to organize, be practical, be, and be able to reach my goal. And my job is really, okay, I can help you plan the whole thing. And of course, I'll be glad to be on spot and doing the things for you. And for two days, uh, I need to connect with both sides, even if, when with the artist, and I have to know if I can, if he allow me to handle the instruments or how they are moving, how they are coming. Uh, there's a lot of factors that I think are really important to take care of. And um, I noticed that there, out there, there's a lot of people, and that's amazing that they want to, to make art still alive. They want to organize some a nice moment of enjoyment. And of course, tendentially, you want to see the nice part, the, the fun yeah. part, the part where you drink something with your friend, listen to some music and enjoy, and, oh, I'm this and that. And, uh, but then you kind of have no clue of what there is behind that. And uh, so um, in the end, it's important that both sides have a good experience. So it's possible to do something in the future again, and it's something the ambience is really nice and the evening or the day just go well and um, this is where I, I start and this is where I want to be like I ha I take care that everything or part of that is going to be inter um, interacting good with all with all the subjects like I wouldn't say that I oh I'm gonna organize the catering for you because yeah. I my job is really into what is concerned artists and instruments and the logistic of that but um of course more more into um the basic and the details of uh, on a, um of organization of the organization of an event yeah well this is must be wonderful also for the musicians or for uh for conductors that you are there and you take that load off them because many artists talk about this uh, fact that if they can only do their art, if they can only do their thing and somebody else can take care of these things and, and these logistics for of organizing a concert or like you say, you know, getting the instruments there and so that they can just come in and then do the concert and or perform and then not have that hassle and that uh stress on yes. them yes yes of course that's that's one of the main goal of the whole thing and um, it's something that in some situation or some realities is clear that there has to be somebody that can take care of that uh on the other side um yeah tendentially everybody wants to do everything <laughs> Yeah, and I guess I was this also when I was student. I organized concert. I I, I remember leaving university, go home, taking a new T shirt, and go on the concert place and cooking for the bands, waiting for the get in, and and if you do everything, 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 and but then with the time you realize, okay, um, it's better just choose in which uh, which um what task is the best to focus yeah. on, you know, and the rest mm -hmm. you can say, hey, I got this friend is good doing that you do this part i do the other part and it, especially in classical music i know this is a lot about um trust 
and uh, communication is the key, like in many other situations. Um, so uh, when you do uh, a job like mine, you definitely have to be able to talk to the different sides. Like I really enjoy talking to conductors and and see what are the expectations for the setup. What would you like to try or what, what they want to do with this and that. And, and then, of course, with every musician, like, of course, you can make everybody happy. But the fact that they know that they can come to you asking how it's possible to do this and that, or can you take care of this and that, I think this is really important. So you you are you become uh, tendentially uh, there is this stigma that stage manager or logistic or like in Switzerland um, orchestra technical orchestra of art is like yeah it's 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 kind of stupid maybe to say but there is this kind of pyramid pyramid scheme you know when you have like conductor musician and then you are uh, at okay, the bottom, yeah. you know and yeah. but in other in some orchestras this is definitely not the case and you realize that and even musicians realize that um, you're really a person that they can trust and mm-hmm. if they have take are the opportunity to sit there and have a good concert as you said focus on music and doing what that for their passion and to yeah. express themselves and do the best. Uh, it's also thanks people like myself that mm-hmm. um, invest my time and passion to 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 make this happen. Trust is a big factor in that. Yeah, and and do you also give advice? I mean, do you also is if, from your experience would you give advice uh, on something about the. A concert, you know, like in in the sense that where something has to be placed or the microphones or things like that. Um, yes, because with the time, I also witnessed different situation working with different orchestras and different project. Uh, is something that you can't avoid. Like you to see, oh yeah, at that time we did like this, but the other uh, orchestra used to do that and that, or these oh, yeah. technicians yeah. show me this trick and everything. So um, it's always an exchange of information and um, yeah, try to analyze different situations. Also where you are, um, the weather, these and that. And I, I started doing also, a, I feel myself more comfortable maybe in modern music giving some advices because I've been as a teenager and growing up a drummer of different bands. So I also been on tour or with more events. And so I got a couple of, young bands they say oh you may give us some advices and being kind of kind of a coach and everything and, and i'm glad for that because i think uh, it's not just to, to say that oh yeah now i i can this as professional i could be a coach it's just the fact that you can give this advice to somebody you know like uh, i'm kind of i'm a person who believes in the fact that uh the most you share the most the things works good and yeah. uh, so it, it, uh, this year I had the chance to work with uh youngest band that really motivated uh, with thousands of ideas. And then you say, you know, guys, maybe just don't lose those ideas, but just focus on something now. And then the next step, see which direction you want to take or what's next. Well, I'm thinking about this and that. And I, I try to calibrate and also narrow <laughs> this kind of, choices just for help them and yeah. then and then we work on everything on everything so uh, 
if I can, I, I'm glad to give my advice and my idea. And on the contrary, I ask if somebody has some input or something, I, I'm I'm really open to to listen to something new because I got a lot of friends, uh, musicians that witness all the different situation, different countries through tour and stuff like this. And and so I'm always amazed to see, oh yeah, you did that, you witnessed this, or who oh, was the place and yeah. And as I said, you can you can really always learn something. Mm. So do you? So you work on a broad uh, spectrum, I, I would say. So it's from smaller bands to big orchestras. So you do everything in between. Yes, yes, and I think this is one of the part that makes me happy every week. Yeah, because I can imagine. You, you see yeah. different flavors, different colors of music business and music in general. But is there a sort of a um a stigma or a snobbishness so if you work with classical music that uh smaller bands wouldn't want to work you know that they think okay you you won't work with uh, he won't work with us because he's doing classical music or or are musicians just very open in that sense um I think it's most the contrary. Sometimes it's more orchestra. They're not really not trust. It's a, it's a bad word. You know, we are all human beings, so we need the time to adapt. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's just this idea. Uh, I I know that I have my style as a person and other mm-hmm. things I like to wear and everything. And um and I know that I grew up in a country that loves. Uh, seeing papers and you know con- oh, yeah. And, yeah. and what have you done what have you studied and everything one of the biggest question uh, uh sorry one of the biggest yeah question i receive sometimes uh, uh, is oh did you study musicology so why are you working on stage or behind the scene you know like i said it's all connected in the end but i mm. see how people sometimes see the situation so sometimes I got some, uh, in the beginning, people were kind of skeptic about, hey, what you can do? Are you in the right place? Uh, and then, I don't know, I just, me being myself and show what I can do and the passion and everything. Uh, and people start really open to ideas. I got many friends working as classical musician that suddenly come out and say, oh, you know, when I was younger, I was also listening to that band or there is nowadays, there is a lot of classical um, artists that uh, have no shame of saying, oh yeah, I like listening to that kind of music mm-hmm. uh, or I liked, or I dance in that way or, you know, like that are more into that yeah. this subculture or uh, from punk to metal to rock uh, because Normally, I notice that if somebody's a classical musician and they want to do something crazy, they say, "Oh, yeah, I want to. I play jazz with my friends because it seems that jazz is like um, the free, the freedom if you are yeah. like classical musician." And I said with with a with a with positive vibes, but it is a kind mm-hmm. of an excuse. I got just few friends that I know they play in orchestra and say, "Oh no, I back back home with some friend that we play." that metal because we like that you know mm-hmm. and uh, on the other side when bands ask me also oh, what you do when you're not in tour with bands or what we say ah what with orchestras and i'm really fascinated from that oh, really? um yeah mm-hmm. so i think it's just most like the idea that um maybe the classical ambience sometimes have these ideas these structures mm-hmm. some ways that um yeah it's just like um oh 
we it has to be something serious or it has to be something just for yeah. some kind of elite or something like this when of course it's not you know you you mm-hmm. also I say you talk with so many people you feel that too but some way this is the idea but uh, but in the end never been a problem you know just you just you just make people more curious and interaction is always interesting in the end yeah, it is because, I mean, I had this idea before I even started my initial project. I had all the also this idea, but I think it's, uh, um, and, and this is also why I keep doing these interviews, because I think there's this uh, preconception when you go to a concert and, and you go into this wonderful concert hall with all the golden embellishments and you dress up and the orchestra is dressed and the conductor is there and then, there's this type of distance, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you don't realize that they, these are people, you know, they, yes. they live ordinary lives and you all, almost don't think that they could also like other music or so on. So it's absolutely true. And then the more you speak to them and the more they, they tell their stories, then the more also you realize that um, musicians are musicians, you know, they don't necessarily just, play one type of music or listen to one type of music yes i always uh talk uh about i always brings out this example i had the chance to work to in many jazz festival one in particular in my hometown ascona and this is special because it's focused on new orleans jazz mm-hmm. and um so the the musicians come there are really true um raised and born New Orleans Mm -hmm. and um, it was interesting to interact with these people because some of them don't know how to read a score or they Mm -hmm. never be to music school but they learn that playing with the family at home or with friends during jam session and they reached a level of playing double bass of playing drums that's incredible and as I said they never open a book. They they didn't have what I call the European way, you know, like yeah, just like yeah. go to school and academic uh, curriculum and everything. And and it's fascinating because you then they start doing jam session with somebody and they listen to you a little bit. Oh, oh, the melody goes, the rhythm is like this, and the guy started to do that. Say, how oh, that's fascinating, and this makes you think a lot mm-hmm. uh, because you think, oh, so there is no uh, right or wrong way. Exactly. To yeah. do arts in no specific case to do music. Yeah. And um and so um yeah, it makes you think a lot. Mm. Makes you think a lot. And in my case, is how he gave me this push of not be shy of brings my passion, my point of view on the music of art, like and then even if it's I'm not working with a punk rock band, but I'm working with an orchestra. Because uh, I think at the end of the day, you bring your passion and exactly. this is what people feels. And yeah. uh, on the other side, uh, I make a little bit of advertising. I also have uh, my own podcast. And the idea of this project was uh, because, as I said, I've learned a lot talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so the idea was, oh, it, for me, it was so helpful and it's still so an helpful experience that um the interview I do is just with people that are in the music business as musicians uh, or technicians. 
And so I just want, hey, how you get there? How hard, oh, yes. good times. I mean, I always said, oh, let's imagine that me and you, we are sitting on a co in a coffee place and we are drinking something together. And in one hour, I just ask you something about your job, your life. Yeah. And so, uh, as you said, people just have this connection more real with reality. You know, oh, well, what we're doing. And uh, I know that you interview a good friend of mine, Thomas Erlang. And uh, oh, he, yes. yeah, oh, and yeah. the fun part is that uh, when I always um, met him in Zurich, we always talk about everything, but not about music. Oh, really? That was the interesting thing. <laughs> and uh, um, this just to say that, you know, like you met somebody in a place, maybe just yeah. really on, on the yeah, on the um, workplace. And then you realize, oh, this person can give you really something else, some new story, some input in different topics. And uh, this is what's amazing about the arts. I mean, I mean, but this is good. I, think, I suppose it works with every kind of work you do for a living, that in your profession, you will always have the chance to meet that specific colleagues that we always give you that extra input or motivates you to keep going. Absolutely, yeah. So this is something that um, I really hope that many musicians out there will keep going. I, because I know that sometimes there is this, this aspect, um, and once again, I don't know, it's more related to some um, way to learn music or get into that business where you need to, you are on your own, you have to be the best. What does it mean being the best? What does it mean... Uh, being virtuous and everything and and it's something that you have to keep for yourself and do your own thing until you reach the sky or is something that you can share and something that you know you can learn from this yeah. and then without being anxious without being shy or jealous you know mm -hmm. and this is one of i think this is one of the biggest things we you can i witness also when i'm on stage or when i work like 10 days with a specific orchestra so you know you feel the vibes and everything and um and still fascinating and sometimes it gives me also the question oh but how this does it work oh you can keep going with this like being so kind of selfish or close on yourself because yeah. if we think so, the, the i think the amazing things of orchestras is that there's so many people sitting in the same place yeah. playing different uh, lines different notes and uh, and then you have the whole concert right yeah uh, so the the questions should come after it would should be like how how does it really work the connection the human connection yeah. The, yeah because music is energy you can feel it I remember bringing some students uh, for the first time listen to a uh, rehearsal classical music and you see they come in like a little yeah teenager like this and um, and then after ten minutes silence just look at that you know like this is this is so uh, uh, so interesting to witness. The power, the power yes. of everything But you were saying something interesting, and, and this is also what I, uh, it makes me quite excited when I talk to an artist or to, to uh, not just musicians, but to, and, and even winemakers, you know, where you hear somebody saying, well, I haven't, I haven't studied, but I've just practiced and, and worked at it. And, you know, and I've, I've managed to come this far and I have so much respect for people who study music or who study art and, and or study anything uh, really in my utmost respect. But I also have respect for people who 
who not necessarily go that route, but then find their own way and do their own thing and then developed this art form in their own way. And I think there's there's um, space for both of it. You know, there's there, there has to be that acknowledgement for both that some people's path is the path of study and some the path of self-discovery and self-development. And sure. um, and it's so interesting always to talk to people and to hear that story. And with me, I've, I've interviewed probably over 600 artists already and not one has the same story. Mm -hmm. that, that I find so interesting. There's not one that I could say, oh, you know, I've heard this before. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So that's that's that makes it so interesting that art, um, you know, that everybody experiences it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, arts in general, um, I think it is one of the purest, ex um, uh, I would say, language that human beings can have to express emotion and ideas. It's incredible because it's. Um, there's no rules, there is no boundaries. And uh, of course, um, I suppose uh, having access to some, a certain kind of school or a study program um, should be like, yeah, an input or like uh, just just not the whole career, but just a, a part of it, you know, it, could, yeah. it should help you to to understand some some situation, um to get into some i don't know let's let's take an example like um music theory you know you go you go really straight back to school and you do the math you know really and yeah. you learn oh oh the cadence is done or the fuga is written and everything uh, because maybe without that you can you don't you will never get it you know and mm. having a teacher is always good um on the other side, uh, um, and I bring back this this topic about how our society is made. Mm -hmm. The fact that it seems that if you want to reach some level, if you want to reach to being well known or famous or uh, being accepted, even uh, you have to do a certain path, and this is the tricky part because I know that certain things you you can learn those things at school and i can only bring my own example i was studying musicology so i go to school at university in basel amazing amazing teachers uh, i got my books i got my lessons and on the other side on the weekend i organize my events totally do a white totally other kind of music but it's uh, it's the idea behind and i have to be honest even nowadays, a lot of things I, I do is because I've learned on my own. I know the timing. I know uh, the energy you have to invest, even physical energy. And and then, of course, on the other side, what I've learned, um, it's fuel for my interest and for my passion and everything. Yeah. It, it comes, of course, um, um, I would say uh, it comes, um, it's something that you would need or you will use eventually, maybe not in a direct way, like, okay, this is a fork, you use it to eat. No, you yeah. notice with the time that you use it in a way that you maybe before you will never tell, oh, 
okay, now now it comes handy mm. in that specific moment. So, um, and this is a little bit, I would say, the problem right now in the world of today. You can teach something like art, like if you expect to become like a lawyer or a medic or something like this. Yeah. So I think, and sometimes maybe people are scared maybe to 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 under to really accept that fact. It's not that you got this A B C formula, but it's something that you really have to work within yourself, and and not just on what you read on books. Yeah, this is I always say this is the biggest contrast. And then there's also the 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 aspect of that you can do some form of art but you don't necessarily have to do it on that level as a professional so you can Mm. play the piano but you can play it for your own enjoyment or you can play it for just friends coming together and making music and you know painting or are we talking about baking and and all these sorts of things that are really forms of art that we do as just enjoyment so uh, you know, everything doesn't have to be at that level. And I wonder sometimes if this is why in schools they don't give children more opportunity to do art, everybody to mm-hmm. do art, because uh, children can ex- use art to express themselves, but they don't necessarily have to become musicians. You know, they can learn an instrument for maybe a few years but and and then put it down but then they would have acquired these skills by learning the instrument or by painting or by learning different skills from doing this art form and then go on to become something completely different but but they've acquired these skills and that like you say there are some things where you can where you can almost transfer the skill and you can say oh okay this is you know I've because you you mentioned you played the drums and you you can I can imagine that that that's even though you're not a drummer in a band you there are skills that you acquired there that you can now apply in in the job that you're doing. Yes, yes. Um, this is uh is an interesting point because I want to be honest with you. Um, I had a period in my life where I stopped playing, really. I didn't touch my drums, I didn't touch my guitars, because um, I felt like I don't know which level I want to I want to be in that play. And, you know, like, I always played drums because it, it was fun. Uh, I've learned a lot playing with the time, even feels or, like, things that I thought that was hard to learn. Uh, I just learned spontaneously. Because you start playing, you get used to your instrument, more fluid, more fluid, and it comes. Um, and at that time, I was young and I was naive. <laughs> and I had uh, friends with whom I share a lot of good moments in mu- music related. But at the same time, uh, at that time, we weren't on the same page. Like they want to become famous. They want to become the best. And I recognize this nowadays on social media. There is a lot of interesting videos of people playing different instruments. But just few of them, you really have the feeling that they're doing this because they like it or they're really passionate for that. And... Of course, it could be like a very interesting input to say, okay, I want to become good like this person, but it's 
Yeah, but at the same time, it could be always like this challenge. Oh, I will never be like him or like, yeah. And, um, and, uh, as I said, I witnessed on myself this insecurity. And now I just play for myself, or I was on tour with an amazing band from Denmark. And, um, the drummer is very, very good. And we were talking on tour, and I told him this story about the fact that I was kind, I was so insecure playing drums, or something that makes me happy. And he said, you know, he plays so te- technically because for him, this is his way to be happy. Yeah. But he said, you know, but many bands I listen to are totally different. I got friends also playing other bands, totally different style. We have fun together. You have fun. You know, just, just destroy this idea of you have to be yeah. that level just enjoy mm-hmm. what you're doing and one i one of my favorite i would say book but is a is a is a big opera from boccaccio the decameron i love the fact that every in every day is these people in this small villa um this young kid they're escaping from the stress of society in that case was the black uh, the black plague and everything they just started dancing and singing because 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 this makes them feel good yeah in a, in that darkest period of their lives you know and this was for me like a connection also you know like do yeah. this because makes you happy because because as you step the classic the best example you can give like playing for your friends exactly it has yeah. an enormous uh, I, I saw such a powerful moment and it helps you. And once again, going back about children learning these and that, I got my sister also starting playing uh, percussions, but for them it was more like kind of therapy, you know, like just learning how to organize or movements. It, exactly. It's it's everybody can really learn something different from from in this case playing an instrument. Yeah, and I, I sometimes think it's also um, you are surprised if if somebody does something different and it doesn't all have to be the same. Everybody doesn't have to do it the same. So, And I think art gives you that opportunity and I think this is why it's so important that children do different forms of art because I think everybody has something to give and a way to express themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it could be... But it's it's it goes really on to of course on the personality of somebody because yeah. for some children in sport is really that things that make them mind goes and run free and relax and everything and but I think school should really gives you the opportunity to understand which one is the is the best for you exactly yeah that's that's such an important thing and sadly here nowadays or from where i come from i come from a family of teachers so we've always been more in this ambient <laughs> i know what's going on behind yeah. the curtains and uh sadly um the tendencies is more focused on what's gonna make you be the next uh, big manager or the next big exactly in order thing but once again maybe mm. the fact that you were playing in an orchestra, in a small orchestra, or chanting a chore at in high school and everything, indirectly going to help you in the future. You know, once again, human Absolutely. contact, interaction, mm-hmm. learn to listen to the others and everything, and yeah, you know, this uh, co- uh, collaboration between people. I mean, this, 
You can look in all forms of life or, or all uh, forms of, of work. Uh, the, this collaborating, the sense of collaborating that you learn from being in an orchestra or doing something together, art together, that, you know, dancing or all these things that... Um, but now my dream is really to see that um, art, um, art, maths and science and languages are taught on the same level in schools uh, for children. So uh, I, I really wish that that could be something that, um, you know, the, the governments and the education system would consider that they realize the value of art. Mm-hmm. But now tell me, what are your dreams for the future? What are your wishes? Good question. No, um, um, as I said, it's one year, one year now. It was the middle August, beginning of September of last year that I really prepared all the papers for, um, I say, taxes and everything to introduce me in uh, in the world of freelancing. And um, of course, I want to keep going that way. Um, it's the fruit of uh, years of uh, of thoughts and experience, good and bads, that broke me to make this choice. You know, it's something that I like to 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 underline because some people think, okay, you got bored from one situation, so you skip on the other side. You know, it's not like this. It's something that you need to also be ready because there are different kind of situation then that comes in. Um, and but motivations is so high, and uh, my goal is really to to make a solid build a solid business um, because uh, at the end of the day we are, or better at the end of the months we all have many things to pay yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so this is well using your see the skills the things makes you happy that makes you work good helping others but also to to make you live good so the goal is really to uh, make my profession more solid and I, honestly, I got the feelings I'm on the right way, and of course, keep doing what I'm doing because uh, I'm I'm I understood in the last years that uh, I'm into a job or like an environment that doesn't make me feel um, like at, oh I need to go um, and in retirement when I'm gonna be 65. You know, I guess if. Hopefully the health will allow me to do that, but I feel like I can keep doing that until I can, you know, maybe in the future it's going to be less physical, but more on the coaching side or something like this, but keep going, keep going that way. You know, this is amazing. Yeah. But amazing that you can think that you have, you love your job so much that you don't want to retire. I like that. Uh, it's kind of i think it's the process of growing up and i'm i'm 37 i'm 37 but i'm feeling like i'm still 21 okay. in some ways and there is a many things that i need always to call some friends say, hey can you explain me this because i don't get it i received this letter what i said you're like um that is just to say that there is always something to learn there's always something to to let's say makes you growing up but uh for me this growing up is just realizing that the importance of choices you make in your life. Yeah. You know, it's not just about having a job because of this and that. It's just about home. Yeah. What does it mean waking up and deciding how your day going to be? Yeah. And, um, and this is, uh, this is, this is something that um, helps me really realize, okay, doing what I'm doing, 
it's perfect like this you know i don't have to to fall into that kind of structure like yeah the, the best example we have in our lives is always our parents normally mm. and you see we i made totally different um choices uh than them but i'm happy and um as i said in the whole interviews now that i'm still always motivated i and that's something so so important so important to me well you know i can i can absolutely understand what you mean uh, i'm 59 well i turned 59 and i still feel 21 and i still have to also ask sometimes my children to explain things to me that's on a paper that i don't understand <laughs> so yeah that is uh, we have to have that spirit i think you have to have that young spirit and and think everything is possible and you know doing things it's uh that's that's the that's the way to go yes and sometimes you don't see the result like one day after or two weeks after um one of the biggest lesson i had i remember ending my studies and cause the reason I had no job, I have to move from Basel back to Ticino, back living with my parents. And I have to be honest, that time was, it hit hard, you know, like it seems kind of, oh, I failed somewhere or what's going on, what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And right before I left for the South, I, I, did my practica at Camera Orchestra Basel. And uh, it was really uh, open-minded experience. And, but it was, I don't know, it seems like, okay, it was good, but what gonna bring to me in my life, you know? Well, six months later, and it, it, that means not even one year later, and a year just run fast, you know? So six months is really not faster. I remember, um, receiving a phone call from an orchestra here in Switzerland and they say, oh, um, we are looking for a stage manager and uh, we were talking to the orchestra where you did your practica and uh, they are, we want to ask if you would be interested. Amazing. To get job. So for me, that was the, um, I mean, and that experience then opened the door to what I'm doing right now. No. Mm. Um, so for me, um, that was the biggest lesson. It's like a ch um, doing uh, playing chess. You know, sometimes you make a move, and before the the opposite do another move, take time because you have to think, or or sometimes just time gives the right situation. You know, okay. and so as you said, do I think doing things, starting. Um, I can only advise to all the people listening to this podcast right now. I just just start something because if you keep moving, maybe you don't see the the. The thing is moving but somewhere it is it, doing that and one day just come back and this yeah. is it this is it as simple as it is <laughs> uh, exactly. of course in practical sometimes it's hard in that moment i had uh, i had kind of a breakdown mm -hmm. uh really i felt like no energy no motivation i was really but all this situation as i said broke me where i'm right now mm -hmm. so um I can, I can, I'm really happy that that happened. And I, and, I, and once again, the biggest lesson, even nowadays, the last, in, I think it can connect even with the two years of COVID. It was really hard for everybody. I, oh, yes. I'm glad that I could work 
small jobs uh, in always in music business um but even there things that i started before come handy in that period and vice versa uh things that uh, i started uh, through these years now i come back and i still got the connection i still have the contacts and everything so is um is the big one of the biggest motivations mm-hmm. Now, I, I also believe you have to do and you have to uh, keep the dream alive and just do, you know, and things fall into place. Yes, you and, try yeah. is always important. Yeah. But this was so lovely talking to you. You've got such a beautiful story, such a positive story. Oh, thank you. And, um, and thank you so much for contacting me. And and I'm I'm very happy. And it's, it's so lovely to hear that you and Thomas are friends. He's such a lovely man. Yes, and I'm really happy uh, that now he's back in South Africa, starting really a brand yeah. new career. And mm-hmm. I remember before he left, we just met for a drink. And uh, it was so... Oh, the energy was, you know, sharing. It was okay. You see, that mm-hmm. that was the right choice for him, and yeah. and um, and uh, yeah, I, 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 that's part of me. You know, I saw this interview, and then I just look at your channel. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I think, and this is why I also reached to you, say, hey, that was interesting what you're doing because. I think this is the interaction that people should have, you know, exactly, like yeah. just giving opinion or like, and, yeah. and not just like writing like comments under over under a post, because I think it's in the words of today, there's a kind of things that are kind of, kind of cold sometimes, but yeah, reaching out people doing projects similar like yours yeah. and, and getting these, these inputs and, and keep our, our business or our environment of artists and no case okay, music and everything's alive because exactly because, because think, um these interaction are so important i think the more we speak the more and the more we speak to artists and and the more people who do it you know the more the word gets out and the stories get out and i think that is so important you know that more more of it gets heard and seen so it's it's wonderful that you do it as well mm-hmm. but um just on the side um you you uh, you were interested in ancient well you, you you did your musicology in ancient music i actually did interviews with uh the people who musicians who um revived the lyra you know the ancient greek lyra do you mm-hmm. know about that yes yes but that would be also um, interesting for your channel if you want to speak to somebody like that. They are quite now doing great work. They are um, they've they've built the replica of the ancient lyra, mm-hmm. and they're now actually teaching musicians to play the lyra. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Very very yeah, yeah. Because I I was like last week on tour with the Freiburger Baroque Orchestra. And there is this um, this musician with these huge instruments, like it was a contrafagot, but like a bassoon. And I don't know if it's in English, yeah. it's a, the bass of a bassoon, and yeah. it was huge. And uh, I mean, the, and I love the way also um, baroque instruments or ancient instruments mm. sounds like that's yeah. another way. This is so so special. And I'll um, I got some friends that build instruments also themselves, and and. Um, the way to research, you know, this sound, oh, it's going to yeah. be so. But, yeah, but this, this, um, can I send you the, the link? Of course, of, of course. If, if, yeah. 
So um, it's it's amazing what they do. Maybe you can follow them on Instagram as well to see and and how they make music with these ancient uh, instruments um, is just is just amazing. And it really started off also uh, a research on ancient music. And then his his dad I think was a guitar builder, and then he asked his dad to to build a replica of the of the lyra. And now they just um, building these lyras and trying to get musicians to play it. And I think mm-hmm. that's wonderful because it's an instrument that you don't necessarily hear. And it's it's beautiful. The sound of the lyra is so beautiful. So, um, but anyway, I'll send you the link. Yeah. But yeah, it was so great you. talking to you. And hey, I wish thank you. It was a pleasure. wonderful day. And whenever you come to Vienna, you will have to let me know because we could go for a coffee as well. For sure. For sure. Thank you very uh, much. Another I will South do that. Africa. Another South African you can have a drink with. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> <laughs>